That's right. So I apologize to everyone for my sound, the way I sound, <laughs> and the constant turning I'm going to be doing because you should do what I do, which is this about fifty thousand times a day. Because what you have, I which sounds like just like a bad head cold. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So that's been going around my house, but I'm like, I'm like the one person who hasn't gotten it. So. I will keep sanitizing to, my hands I and I will myself. keep knocking on wood. I did it to myself. So Sunday. I know you did. Well, let's, yeah, let's back up and tell the story. You, you know, you're working yourself to death up, up till 3 a.m. every night. I was up till 3 a.m. Yeah. But so, so the, the chain of events as I see them is that I, I worked Saturday. I worked Sunday up to the afternoon when my kids came in and said, Dad, you haven't spent any time with us. <laughs> and they, um, and so my wife had arranged some kind of play date with them her soccer friends. And so we all went to this jump place. It's this, I don't know if you guys know the of these, the trampoline but they're trampoline places. Yeah. yeah. You just got these wall to wall trampolines and you just go and jump. Well, I, I expected to go and just, you know, sit and watch them play. Well, no, they, they, uh, in the probably 10 minutes into it, got bored and said, we want you to play with us. So there I go. I had to go and sign a form and, and pay my ticket and get in there and I started playing some trampoline dodgeball. Nice. <laughs> So I did that for probably an hour, hour and a half. And I'll tell you, I, I, you, I did not expect to be out of breath and sweating as much as I was oh, yeah. playing, jumping on a trampoline. When I was a kid, jumping on a trampoline was nothing. It was just fun. Turns out it's actually a workout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, I, that, I, I was fine. Monday, I was expecting to take the day off, but I had some things that I just could not finish up over the weekend. So I had to work. And I ended up working all day. And the story behind that is that a lot of it was issues with the damn sandboxes. In fact, I was on a sandbox that kept resetting my password. Like if, if I connected through the developer tools, my account was fine. As soon as I tried to log in, it said, you have to reset your password. That's John, this is Salesforce's newest, um, phenomenal, amazing, industry-leading, first software company ever to implement this security feature. Oh. Every time you use it, it changes your password. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that'll work for security, I guess, because I did. Until I got tired of it. And First I just, software company ever to implement this, John. <laughs> <laughs> so it came to the point where I just had to make sure I did not close my my browser window because I, I out of habit I sometimes just close it. Yeah. Because I'm done with looking at something or I create multiple browser windows where I'm looking up something and I have that open. And at some point I'll be like, this is too many windows, I'm closing them all and starting over. And so when I do that, I'd log try to log back in and I would of course get that error. So I was dealing with that. I was dealing with with creating a bunch of sharing sharing rule logic, which I had it all mapped out and everything, and it should have been simple, but it just wasn't. Nothing was testing out. I had a bunch of mistakes because I was tired and sick, and and so it all just kind of went downhill from there. So I was up till 3 a.m. trying to figure all this crap out. And of course, every, every time I saved, every time I ran a unit test, it was another two or three minutes later before anything happened, and so I was getting really pissed. Do you know, was this in a sandbox? Yes. Do you know which um, pod it was? I do not. They have like a vanity URL on it. I think it was like 40-something, 40, 40, I don't know, 40-something, I There's think. a thread in the partner community, yeah, community, um, where Salesforce actually was acknowledging this super slowness problem on, I believe it was via the metadata API. I think the tooling API seemed to be faster still, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was having simple things just take, in fact, I'm still, I don't think they've, I still don't think they've resolved it, but. And if you're interested, I, I can give you the URL to that. But you mentioned the sandbox thing, which is an ongoing thing. In fact, someone I saw someone in our Slack say that they've been waiting, I think, four, was it 13, 14 days? Um, I saw some of that. I saw someone say no. seven days, I thought. Or I, was seven six, hours. I was six days. You were six days? Um, and then, uh, but I, I remember a couple of weeks ago, someone I work with um, on a project requested a sandbox, just a developer sandbox. And it, that ended up taking three or four days. And that was before, supposedly, this issue started. Is it still on trust right now? I didn't check today. I, I don't trust the trust. I don't either. But at least they they finally acknowledged the sandbox. Oh, it's still there. And they acknowledged it as of a week ago. A week ago. And it's still a problem. We still don't have our sandboxes. And look at this. Look at trust right now. NA4, NA5, NA11. NA11's been... Um, yesterday, there was a lot of yellow. And it's just like, is it all still there, or did they revise it? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go. This only shows because they have a habit hours. of that. They have yeah. a habit oh, of yeah, showing something, and then some, for some reason, it disappears from from the log. Well, yeah. Click on history, then you can see. Yeah, there's a there's a. Oh wow. Yeah, look at click on history. 
man, days of, uh, and these could be minor things. I mean, I don't know, but sometimes. Well, my, minor to you, to users of Salesforce, major to us developers, because they don't put the stuff that happens to us on there. They don't. I know. That irritates me. If Well, let's take this, um, this thing. Um, we talked about it last week, where a single static resource, small, small file, oh, yeah. was taking uh, five to ten minutes yep. to upload. And that was, again, affecting a lot of people. That's what that thread was about. They had tons of reports on it. Yeah, I'm over it, here trying to build software the right way. they won't put it on trust. I'm not trying to include Which, inject my JavaScript onto the actual Visual Force page. They won't I'm put it on it trust. The right way. And it's not, it's not that like mm-hmm. I want them to have it on there so they can so that everyone can see how bad they are. It's some shaming thing. Shaming thing. It's for it's for people who are working and they're they're wondering what they're doing wrong, or they're wondering, man, I just I'm just why did I get anything done today, or I must be doing something wrong. You know, there's not everyone is well connected. I mean, in terms of like they know where to go look, or someone reached out to them and said, hey, I happen to know that this is actually a known thing or whatever. I mean, not everyone has that. And they're just sitting there wondering what the hell is going on. That's why it needs to be on trust so that at least I can know or I can tell my client or my boss or whatever, hey, so So we can pad our estimates because now now something that should take me eight hours is going to take me probably 12 hours? I don't know. I mean, I've got, I mean, I'm on several projects right now and a lot of them we put, they, I don't do these things, but these, you know, weekly reports or whatever. They got, they've gone into yellow because we've been waiting on sandboxes for a week and we've had all these performance things. Mm-hmm. This, They're just painful. I mean, I mean, I know I know it sounds and it's fairly typical of us to kind of go on these rants, but you know, this really does affect us in our day to day lives, our ability to get stuff done. Because it, it, it affects our clients monetarily because we, it takes us longer to do things, and it eats at the 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 integrity of that of that message about oh, just just do all your pla-, you know, it's our platform in the cloud, right. You know, let us handle it all. You don't, you know, don't worry about your IT department. You don't have to worry about anything like AWS or anything. We're going to do everything for you. Well, okay, but it needs to not suck. Right. And, I mean, issues of the actual technology and languages, whatever, aside, it, all that aside, performance is, is right. you know, something that you can be measured. And it, would, it would be nice to be able to say, okay, yeah, it doesn't have namespaces. Okay, yeah, it doesn't do this. But you know what? It performs well, at least for what it does offer. We can get it done. But it's hard to say that these days with, with so many performance issues and so much performance degradation that's been going on. It's, it's become more and more painful. And, um, you know, we'll talk about the, uh, the main reason we, want, we wanted to make sure we recorded soon was just because the, the, fin- the Q2? Uh, Q2. Uh, Q2. Q2. Uh, U2? Yeah. U2? That's, that's a Dreamforce. You're getting ahead of us, John. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, now the Q2 results are out, and we just want to talk about those. But you know, there's some, and I'm not going to jump on this. The on board with this, you know, there were, I mean, some of these headlines. Let's see, what were some of them? Uh, the party's over at Salesforce with terrible Q2 earnings. What was the other one? Stock uh, Salesforce crashes after. Okay, it mm. it went down. It at one point it was 10 percent down, which is pretty far down. But you know, it's 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 settled into like it's you know they're they're trading in the mid like around 75 or something like that. So they're down five or six percent. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to jump on that on that bandwagon or anything, but there are a lot of um, just you know, I would say troublesome trends that we're seeing, and one of those is is performance of the platform. This is just this is yeah. Ongoing- it doesn't help that they they had a poor Q2 showing and also having performance issues at the same time. It's not like Salesforce development was ever a fast thing, you know. But but for it to get worse, um. For you know the sandbox thing, um, and yeah, it was an I guess an aberration. But the, the NA fourteen thing with data loss, mm-hmm. I mean, this just this whole th- this is a trend, and it's, it does, doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It's it's not good for them, and it's um, I don't think it again. Salesforce is all about trust. Benioff talks about trust all the time. Well, I really don't trust Salesforce right now. <laughs> so I don't do, trust so- that I'm going to be able to get and get my work done. I don't trust that I'm even going to be able to get a damn sandbox to do work in for a project that I started two weeks ago. So, so this you mentioned this being a trend, and do you think this is a trend in that their hardware stack is maybe aging a bit and they need to update it, or do you think it's it has to do with you know Lightning and trying to get the 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 way they're kind of separating the system right now between Lightning and Classic that might be causing some. I'm issues. not going to pretend that I know because I don't. I don't know enough about the inner workings at Salesforce, <laughs> Salesforce's data centers and their operations. I mean, hell, half the developers that work on Salesforce don't know that much about 
the data center operations. It's a completely separate thing. So I don't know. Um, but I can tell you just from anecdotally, and, and it just makes sense, that light, things like lightning are a huge distraction. I mean, how many stories have we heard from pretty legitimate sources about people getting pulled from all kinds of departments and existing work to have to go work on lightning? Yeah. I mean, it's got to have an effect, right? Right. They, they took people that were deployed on other things to go work on lightning. And does, is that what's causing this? I have no idea. Is, you know, is it that they, I mean, the one thing that I've talked about is just that Salesforce is, I mean, their stack is, you know, it's basically looks remarkably similar to what it looked 10 years ago. Um, do they have, you know, are there parts of it that are just outdated and, and it needs to be re-architected? And that's, the problem is that's a big expensive thing. That they, they, they don't have the resources to do, the time or the money or the people right now. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't think so, honestly. I mean, you know, they've got they've got this thing split up into a hundred different pods now. Mm-hmm. So that's how they scale. They know a pod can serve so many requests, you know, a certain number of users. Um, within each pod, I mean, you just you have to make sure that your Oracle database is running as fast as it needs to run your search index or your Apex compiler, <clears throat> your message queue queues, your I mean, all these asynchronous processes that run. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have to make sure that those systems are running right, but because you've got it split up on these little pods, I mean, this is a known thing. They know how to run a pod. They should anyway. And the way they deal with scale is just add more pods, right? right. I mean, I don't know. It seems like I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't. It does just doesn't make sense to think that they're um, something about their technology is so outdated that it's causing this. If anything. I mean, maybe they don't have enough people on it. You know, that's the thing. Maybe it's a distraction. I mean, we already know they've slowed down hiring some. They're right. trying to bend that cost curve some. They're, you know, we know they're trying to improve um, gross margins because gross margins have slipped. So they used to be around 80%. Now they've been on 75%. And, and, you know, that's the interesting thing about gross margin. Selling, marketing, Dreamforce, all this stuff does not, does not come out of gross margin. Pretty much the only thing that comes out of gross margin is data center costs and the people that work in and on those data centers. That's what that's your cost of goods sold. Everything else is like SG is basically SGNA and interest and taxes and mm-hmm. depreciation and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It, it's hard to say, but I, I do think you mentioned Lightning, but it's not just Lightning. I mean, Salesforce is stretching themselves. And I've you know I've used every metaphor under the sun. I think if they're throwing all kinds of mud against the wall, they're stretching themselves thin. They're doing a lot because as we'll, I don't know how much time we'll have to get into this, but you can see from the financials and, and some of the analysts are starting to talk about this now, just that it's pretty clear that Salesforce is hitting saturation point on what got them this far. I mean, they've, they've, I mean Salesforce has absolutely killed it when it comes to CRM and the marketing thing, right? So what we used to call Salesforce CRM and what used to be called Exact Target, right? Right. I mean, that's how they, that's how they got to here, basically. Everything they've added since then, and I mean, I say everything. I'm trying to be fair. I would say most of things. You know, whether it's what are what's the other things they've added? They've added, um, e, you know, e-commerce and quote to cat or whatever the thing, steel brick, right? Mm-hmm. IoT, Wave, um, Lightning, Einstein, Einstein. I mean, what, whatever. All these different things. I mean, these are all. They're looking for ways to keep growing. I mean, this is part of the you know, the ten billion. Where's my where's my soundboard? It is absolutely my dream, and I'm dedicated to being the fastest to 10 billion. And that's that's a totally a fine dream to have. Um, they've and they're trying to find ways to get there. Um, and it's it's clear that they see the writing on the wall, or they did years ago, that you're only going to get so far with CRM and marketing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's you know, and, and and how do you do that in a healthy way? And the other thing that you know I've heard more people talking about now is. You know, Mark Benioff did a great job of getting this company to four, six billion dollar. Oh, eight. And the question is, is, is he the guy? How healthy is, is a how healthy is a eight billion dollar a year Salesforce right now? It to me, it's it's not it's not it's very. Um, it, I don't even I can't think of the right word. It's tentative. It's um, it's unknown. I don't know how healthy Salesforce is right now. Financially, they're not healthy. Um, 
in terms of they, again, haven't proven the business model. They're not there yet. And I don't know, this is the question people are asking, like, when, when, do you, when do you get there? When do you say, okay, hey, we built this business and now we're going to make money. I mean, they're not there yet. They're still to the point that they're still having to go and try, get in, try to get in all these other businesses and add all these other products to their portfolio, mm-hmm. mainly through acquisition, which is interesting. You know, you have to acquire 40, 50, 60 companies. How many companies have they acquired? Uh, there's I mean, a, this there's, year alone, there's actually like a huge infographic that shows yeah. all of that. <clears throat> um, you know, and, and it is, you know, again, Benioff got them, had that great run rate for them, but someone, and I'm not saying it's not Benioff, I'm just throwing this out there as an idea. I'm not, you know, an MBA analyst. Um, someone's got to get them to to that $10 billion point and has to figure out how to add, how to have a portfolio of products that, that allows them to reach their goals in a healthy, in a way that doesn't completely destroy the company or erode, I don't want to say, you know, I know completely destroy, that's probably an exaggeration, but like erode customer trust and, and confidence, erode investor confidence. Um, you know, get to the point to where you're your platform is not stable and reliable anymore. You know, what's, well, what's, to make sure what's they the keep cost? It, what what's they the have. cost of these things? What's the cost of that growth? Right. It's guys like us that have been sitting around for two weeks waiting for a sandbox to be created so we can start a new project. And I know, and, and this is my perspective, this developer sitting around bitching because my sandbox, that, I don't even, that, that kind of stuff doesn't even make the news at all. It's not even in the, as far as like investors or analysts are concerned, it doesn't even, it's not even in the calculus yet. You know why? Because Salesforce has never been about developers. <laughs> it's not about developers. So I understand that I'm this, I am, I am, my voice has, is of zero importance. It's just not, it's just not a big deal. I mean, and look at Dreamforce. It's 80% of the people there are salespeople selling to salespeople. Right. Yes, I know they have a big, uh, they have a floor dedicated to developers, whatever that means. But Salesforce is salespeople selling to salespeople or Dreamforce. <laughs> We're just not the focus. All right. So in, in, the, in the interest of time, let's move on to the financials. But I, I do want to cover two things, if I could. Okay. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. How did that happen? You, you wanted to cover two things. Were they, was it some, some hope, some, um, do we have a meeting here? Is this a business meeting? No, two of them, they were just two follow-up items. So one of them, one of them I do know of. Um, so we're not going to Dreamforce. But um, I even got a. Pa- did I tell you I got a pass, a full pass. You did, yeah. Not going. Not going. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still not going. But for those of you who are going and you are Good Day Sir fans and you want to hang out with other Good Day Sir fans, um, there is a uh, Slack community happy hour for Good Day Sir podcast being uh, organized right now. Um, so Jade, I, I said his name right now. I'm, now I'm like nervous. I'm not going to say it right again. Janarthurin. Janarthanen. Jonathan. I think so. So Jay Jonathan, um, he volunteered to kind of help organize that. So he has a survey out. It's on his website. Uh, it's uh, jayonsoftware.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so it's jayonsoftware.com forward slash GDS. And there's a little sign up survey that you can uh, try. He's doing a survey right now to see what the interest is and, you know, what day would work for everyone. Right. So, you know, if, if you're interested, go there, fill out the survey and, um, you know, go hang out. Yes, pour one out for us. Well, I did say if there was enough interest, I would buy a round for everyone. So if, if there's enough interest, I'll buy everyone a, a round. Uh, oh, that's John. One round. John always throwing his money around. One round. One round of drinks on, on the Good Day Sir <laughs> podcast. Um, oh, I remember what the other thing is. Um, thank you, everyone, for the birthday wishes. And also, um, it's, it's sad news, but one of my favorite actors, Dean Wilder, did pass away this week. I'm sure it's all over the news. It was a sad moment for me. Well, yeah, so he, be, be, uh, if anyone doesn't know, that's what our like the good day, sir. That's one of the that's a quote, a famous quote from with the Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka movie, right. and uh, that's yeah, that that is Gene Wilder, right? Who uh, played so, that role? So it, it's 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 someone who was dear to my to my heart because just I love the stuff he did. He brought yep. a lot of joy in my life. So, yep. and I think we're the age. I mean, people our age, maybe a little bit older too. It's like what are we? We're late thirties, right? So you yeah. know, between that and like I say, fifty. Maybe that age range of people right now. I mean, if you were born between, if you're born anytime in the 70s, let's say, yeah. or maybe even 60s, mid 60s, 70s, you know, he, he there's a good chance that, um, you know, he, he you've enjoyed seen, something. Yeah, he did. You've, seen, you've enjoyed some of his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, he had, uh, I'm trying to, I, sh- I should have done some homework on this, but he had some movie um, 
that I remember. I swear I was I must have been like five or six years old when I watched this. Um, I'll have to find the name of it, but uh, it's one of those things that you see, one of these movies that you see at a really young age, and it just has an indelible mark on your memory. Yeah, but I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, I'll have to figure that out. Just so. and it wasn't few... one of his like best movies at all. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I mean, I, I, we had it on. We had it on. I think it was Beta the tape. <laughs> beta, <laughs> yeah, Beta Max. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem with that. That's why that technology died. It never got out of Beta. Oh, you're ah. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to give myself a uh, for that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. By the way, on the sandbox thing, I just had a note here. Someone was saying that Premier customers, if you call, if you call and complain or whatever, they can bump your sandbox request up. So they get dig into the queue yeah. of all these sandboxes and yeah, they do but have the capability of bumping. At this the queue. point, I'm not convinced that it's it's just a long line of sandboxes that need to be created. It's been going on for two weeks. Like, I mean, if it was slow, I could see it being a day or two. But the fact that for some people it's been two weeks now, it's just it's just broken. I don't think it's running at all. The sandbox creator majigger is not running. It's well, dead. I mean, we we know that they can reroute requests and everything to other to other pods. So, I, what really? what if they're not telling us you, that we know that? It was it was one of the things they mentioned whenever they had the outage. That, and in fact, that was one of the things they're doing. They have backup pods, so each pod has a backup, and they're able to transition oh, people over to that pod. Now can, that they can that move up, the whole, they have they have to move the whole pod. Right. right I mean, now. that of course takes on a lot more work. That pod, and it's risky, as they learned and last it's time. It's risky. <laughs> but I mean, what what if something did happen to one of the pods that the sandboxes are on, and they moved it, and so now it's one pod that's handling twice the requests than it used than it's normally expected to, while they fix the other pod, or maybe they're upgrading a pod. I, I don't know. I'm speculating. I'm just yeah. saying there's a lot of things that could be going on. It, it more than just you know, whatever the the replicator is is right broken. <clears throat> yeah, they just need to replace their, you know, canoodle valve or their flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they had a flux capacitor, I'm sure they'd go back in time for a lot of things. Right. No, it's just it's just troubling though. At this point, it's very troubling that this can happen. Just like it's troubling with data loss, it's troubling that I can't get a sandbox after a week. I mean, I've got work to do. Like, I mean, it's just, this is ridiculous. Well, it, I mean, it does hurt. It does. I mean, they, they've said, trust us with your data, trust us with your technology, trust us with your development. And and, it, and I know I beat this horse, but with any other platform out there, I, actually, they even have APIs for this. You can automate it. Create me an instance. And two minutes later, you have, you've got a, you know, yeah. in, some, in some cases, under 60 seconds. You've uh, got a running well, instance. When we talk about other cloud technologies like, you know, like Heroku and Amazon, I'm still developing and building locally. So none of that stuff affects me. It doesn't impact my ability to develop something. No, but, but It does affect my ability to, to hand something to someone else to say, here's the product, now go consume it. Right. But now, now Heroku and Amazon is only really focused on making sure that they're, they're producing for those that are consuming. Meaning the users of your application. They're only having to worry about making sure the uptime is there. But Salesforce is having to maintain uptime for across, you know, production, sandbox, development, everything. They've taken ownership of all of that. Right. So, you know, they have a much larger responsibility than, say, Heroku and, and Amazon. No, because they're just instances. I mean, Amazon doesn't care whether your instances you, instances you create are for testing or QA or production. They don't care. It's all the same to them. And it's, you see what I'm saying? I do, but at the same time, if if for some reason Heroku's environment is somehow down for something, I'm not too concerned because I can still get stuff done locally. It hurts my ability to kind of push it up and test right. it, but I can still yeah. I can still make do. I can still make progress. Like, and here's the thing: on this versus pro- on with this, Salesforce, I'm done. I'm uh, done for the day. Well, I on, can't do nothing. And on this project that I'm working on, that I've been waiting for a sandbox for a week. I haven't been able. I mean, personally, I haven't been able to bill any time. I've been able to make any money for the past week on this project. Right. Right. I mean, this is a very personal thing. Yes. And for companies, it's like, you know, you've got, you've got opportunities. You've got a, you've got deadlines. Yeah. And it just at some point, it's just like, what are we? <laughs> and again, there's no SLA. I mean, you can call and complain, but what does your what does your contract say? Well, it still impacts Salesforce. I mean, it does. They have, they have a list of referrals, don't they? And people will call them up and say, "Well, how, how's your Salesforce absolutely implementation going?" Well, it was great when we implemented, but I'm, now it's slow as hell, and we can't get anything done. I'm not saying that. Yeah, Salesforce obviously has an incentive to have the best running system they can, because they don't want people like us talking about this kind of. You know, they don't want negative talk. 
Yeah. But again, what do you, when you call and complain to Salesforce, it's it's not like it's not like you've got them by the throat or anything. They you, they don't. There's no specified performance level. <coughs> All right, we beat that one. We got yeah. 15 minutes, and we need to talk right. about financials. Well, let's let's. I've got a bunch of notes here, but let's just run through it. It's really not that big of a deal. There's a lot of overreaction, and I'm the guy who has been saying for two years now that this thing's going to blow up. At you know, this bubble's going to burst at some point, right? <laughs> but now I feel like I'm on, a little bit on the other side of the table now because. There's a lot of, you know, history, his, histrionics going on right now. And yeah, exactly. So, you know, here's the good news. Their revenue, there was the first $2 billion quarter they ever had. Um, they came in right in at 2.04 and the expectation was 2.02. And the way Salesforce has set this up, this is what you have to keep in mind. They always beat, right? Mm-hmm. They set the expectation so they can then beat it. Mm-hmm. And if they do come in a little low, that's fine. We've got this bucket called deferred revenue. We got a bucket behind it called unbilled deferred revenue. We can, they can, expectation 2.02, no problem. We're going to come in right at 2.04, right? <laughs> um, they beat on earnings. That's just interesting. All the headlines and everything said that their earnings were 24 cents a share. Of course, this is a non gap. But when I look at their actual numbers, it's 22 cents. It was uh, 20, it said 20 to 21. So I don't understand where this 24 came from. Anyway, everyone's giving them credit for 24 cents a share. Earnings were $0.22 cents a share. So, good news, right? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're beating. And they raised their overall fiscal year guidance um, to $8.28 billion to $8.33 billion and a $0.93 to $0.95 cent, um, earnings per share, right? Pretty, it seems like pretty Sounds good great. news. I mean, yeah, it's, awesome. like, it's like, what's the bad news here? How, why is this thing crashing? Well, so, uh, unbilled deferred revenue jumped 29% to $8 billion. Now, the weird thing about unbilled deferred revenue, Salesforce also caused that they, they, they'll talk about, if you, and you have to read the footnotes in the thing, uncancelable contracts. That's, what, that's basically what unbilled deferred revenue is. Mm-hmm. So let's say you sign a three-year contract. Year, th- year three, they haven't even invoiced you for it yet, right? That is, not only is it deferred revenue, it's really not even revenue yet. It's un- that's why they call it unbilled deferred revenue. And it's, really, it's not even a category that shows up. It's not even an asset. It doesn't show up on the balance sheet or anything. Um, but it's an, especially for SaaS companies or any companies that have a subscription model, it's a really it's it's an important metric because it can it, it, it again it shows and you know, Salesforce considers these contracts to be uncancelable and and most of them probably will come to fruition. It's not like you're you're going to have. I mean, I think if you try to walk away from your Salesforce contract, you're going to have a a dispute on your hands. <laughs> you have to give away your firstborn. <laughs> exactly. So the reason I think their stock price drop, um. And this is just, I'm just putting stuff together from all this other speculation um, because it, it's the market. And, you know, who the hell knows what controls the market? It, I do not understand the market anymore. <laughs> but their, their Q3 guidance was soft. So this next, the quarter that they're, they're actually in right now, so that started, for them, started August 1. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave soft guidance for that quarter. So it's not only was, the, did this one come in a little... It was, it was actually a little low. And, and that gets back to like, well, didn't they beat? Well, <laughs> they were supposed to beat more, basically, is what it was. And this, this thing, the thing is, all these, how much they should beat by, if they should beat, it, it's all already built into the stock price. So if they don't beat by how much we thought they were going to beat by, then you're, you know, that's, a, that's a disappointment in terms of stock price. Right. They also had a profit. They reported a, a, a gap profit. But it was due to like some tax credits they got related to some of their acquisitions. So some of these, when you, I don't know, there's the tax laws on when you acquire a company. You get there's special tax treatments that apply. So they got a bunch of credits for that, um, and so they actually ended up with a profit because of that. It wasn't oper- It was not an operational profit though. So it's uh, it's like okay, fine, but <laughs> it's not. Sustained. In fact, Q3 is back projected to be a four to five percent gap loss. Um, deferred revenue missed at 3.82 billion versus 3.88 billion, and billings missed at 1.86 billion versus 1.89 billion. Again, those are like slight misses. I mean, we're talking about yeah, um, we're hundreds. I I noticed and, that and, as well. like a, they missed by a few hundreds of a billion, which is well, but, more, but more, which effect- is more which is more money than I have, but still, it's it's <laughs> right. It's not very much. But I mean. Didn't- I read an article because it's one of the only articles I read on it, but it mentioned that, and then it said this was this is not supposed to happen in a growth stock like Salesforce. Exactly. Um, 
again, that's their stock price has massive gains built into the price. I mean, that's one thing I've talked about is I worry about how high their stock price is because the expectations that they have to grow into for that right. are so high. And now I've been saying this as soon as they have a quarter where their their growth falls off or something or even a blip. I mean, this was just an itty bitty. This was a this was a microscopic blip, and they got their ass handed to them almost. Um, imagine if they. Imagine in, instead of having, you know, 20, whatever it was, 20% growth, they come in one month or one quarter with 12% or 15% growth. I mean, that's going to be absolute catastrophe. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it, again, it's, it's a hint at a slowdown. And, is, and the question is, you know, is that, is one of these hints going to be the, 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 the needle that pops the, this balloon? Um, another big thing that I, there was actually, I, I think, two, these are the kind of the final things, but I think these are the two most important ones. Cash generated from operations. So, and this is one thing that Salesforce always brags about because remember, let's say you just sign up for one year Salesforce. They invoice you for a year and you pay them all mm-hmm. up front for that year. Other than month one, that's all deferred revenue. They can't count it as revenue. But they do have that cash because you wrote them a check for the, or you paid them over credit card, right? For all that up front, that's cash. That's cash flow. And their cash flow numbers are usually great, right? I mean, they're this increasing cash flow, and they love to talk about it. Well, their cash generated from operations declined 18% this quarter. That'll hurt. That hurts. And then the billings missed expectations. They only, only grew like 15%. I don't know what the expectation was, but it was higher than that. Um, oh, as a comparison, I noted this. Last quarter, billing expectations were beat by 12.9%. So again, when you set the expectation that you're going to beat expectations by such a high amount and then you end up coming under expectations it's it's a big difference um but so those are, i mean that's the again that that's kind of why the i think the stock fell and interesting interesting though when was it two or three weeks ago that i told tell, what i tell you about there what i expected from this quarter because they picked the almost the last day of the oh, month yeah right. to, for the earnings release and i'm like this immediately gives me a weird feeling i do right. not have a good feeling about this I feel like there's bad news or they're trying to get extra time to figure out how to present all this or how to, you know, within, within the rules, hopefully or whatever, you know, shift things around to different buckets. And because, and, you know, the, the more you pull from next quarter <laughs> to help make this quarter look good, then that's going to hurt the next quarter. Right? So you got right. to be careful. But um, sales cloud. So this is, I have to go back over to their actual, I think I have it on my screen or I thought it did. Yeah, sales cloud. I was looking at the numbers. So year over year, sales cloud increase 12%. I mean that is basically compared to their compared to Salesforce's historical uh, sales cloud performance, and compared to their other some of their other products. Um, I mean that's just hitting a wall almost. Yeah, because you would think that sales cloud is is the end for most customers. They they get they come in with sales cloud and they tack on marketing or they tack on service. Yeah. So you would think the growth rate would would somehow have some correlation. I mean, the thing, in order for in order for Salesforce to reach ten billion in fiscal eighteen. They've got to grow at like twenty something percent. So sales cloud is just, I mean, it, it, it you know, it's not going to come from that. That's really, I mean, that's tapped out. Well, I mean, in terms of like new customers, right? I mean, the growth rate of say marketing cloud could differ from sales cloud in that your existing customers are now buying marketing cloud. Well, I think what it should, exactly it's it's um, upselling, right? Right. But and, the, the the slow growth on sales cloud means they're not really bringing on too many new customers. It's also the theory I read, I don't know, I read this somewhere, but it was an interesting theory on why it makes a lot of sense for these companies that Salesforce has been buying. It makes a lot of them, the reason they've decided that it, it was a good strategy for them to sell is because a company like Salesforce has this existing sales machine, right? A sales channel, a sales machine. And le- you're basically letting them sell your product versus this little startup who doesn't have a sales machine. Right? They, they may have a decent product, but they're so young, they're so immature, they don't have... The seasoned salespeople and the events and the infrastructure and the in the roadshows and all that stuff, right? Let just sell to Salesforce. You know, take your take your payday. Um, let them sell your product for you, mm-hmm. and you, you know, be okay. You're, so your contract says you have to hang around for a year or two, but then you get to quit, like the, all these guys do, which we see. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's a ton of people leaving, but it's 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 not like they've you know went to Salesforce and said, oh, I've had it with this no, place. No, no. It's, it's their contracts yeah. are up. And and you know, that's another thing I refuse to you know have a panic attack over is these people that leave Salesforce. I mean they have had 
Um, well, I noticed a few years ago, uh, the brain drain started to happen. For a while, it was a lot. Of, and I, this was on more on the engineering side, but a lot of their top engineers were leaving to go to places like um, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I, I saw a lot of And other, like, less known, less social, but but I think more interesting challenges for them than just, like, CRM software. Mm-hmm. But um, who was it that left this week? Um, I thought I made a note of that. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't IoT, was it? No. That was the week before. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeremy Waite. So he was Salesforce's head of digital strategy. Oh, that's right. Left yeah. and went to I IBM. read that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know who he is, but... But he, he came in through an acquisition, I think, and I think I think that was another example of just Probably the was. contract was but, up. And this is, this is just the way that works. And even this guy, Brett Taylor, who, you know, Benioff was having a, you know, a man crush on... <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the Quip CEO, and yeah. you know he helped start Google Maps and suppose something. He was a Facebook CTO or whatever. Um, I, I think I think Benioff just had a little. He was a little starstruck by the guy, you know, a tech god. <laughs> um, but you know, he'll, so he'll be there for a year or two, and then when his contract's up, he'll leave. Yeah. That's just what he's. That's just what these guys do. I mean, that's a problem with. Inter- honestly, that's a problem with enterprise software companies. They're not extremely sexy to work with if you're if you are some killer engineer or whatever. It's just hmm. not the most interesting stuff. You know, you're... Well, I think for a lot of these guys, it, it's that... Con- it's the uh, concept of building something new or being involved in something new and exciting. And a lot of times when you get an enterprise, you're kind of either maintaining something or just trying to advance something. There's really... The challenge of building something new and creative isn't always there. Yeah, and it's nothing, it's nothing unique about Salesforce. It's just... I mean, Salesforce is now kind of an enterprise software company and it's right. just not quite as exciting. <clears throat> um... I saw several people commenting that the earnings call is what may have also hurt their stock price. Uh, that Benioff just didn't help. So, you know, Keith Block was talking about, you know, they saw softness in, in the U.S. at the end of the quarter. And I, I clipped some things. My clips are completely unorganized, so this may be a disaster, but I'll try to play some of them. But, but yeah, Benioff was just awkward. A lot of name dropping um, of the people and the companies that they've bought. And he was, you know, he was saying that they've, they've now got AI for everybody. And it's just it's oh, so he was already trying to sell AI. And then yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean <laughs> yeah, I, I, really, I really hope once we find out what what Einstein is, that it knocks our socks off because it's, he's betting the bank on it's it. It's AI for everybody. It's AI for your mom, John. For my mom? Yeah. It's AI for your kids. It's AI for everybody. John, I'm not making this up either. They are democratizing AI. That's the quote. Okay, let's 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 see this. That's one of my, uh, the democratizing. So that's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> uh, all right. So where are these clips? I want to, I want to hear uh, your, at, wanna, at least he didn't say they were, they were going to be the Uber of AI. Oh, that's, that's, that's so last year, Uber or something. I'm so Uber last humans, year. Bitch. Oh, it's just slick for an excuse to play that. I know. Well, you're running out of time. <clears throat> um, so old school. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of the a lot of the you know Benioff bravado, the ten billion dollars, um, got to trash your competitor, all that kind of stuff. They, but the weird thing was they just weren't clear about much. I mean, I think this was the first time. And if you listen long enough to listen to the questions they asked, analysts were actually instead of you know tripping over themselves to sh- jam their nose up Benioff's butt, they were actually asking some decent questions, and they kind of weren't being bamboozled by Benioff's uh, propaganda. Well, that's I mean, the first. Well, he, I mean, he's he's a very charming fellow, and when he's on point, he can he I know. can convince you he's good. to to buy ice. <laughs> well, in in Antarctica, I don't know. I don't know what the saying is. What is it? So when when the person that got me into Salesforce in two thousand three, when they tried to explain to me what it was, they said it's a system that you can you can it's this web based system that's a CRM, but you can build your whatever apps you want on top of it. And which, by the way, in two thousand three, was furthest from the truth. But that's what Benioff convinced his customers that you could do. And here we are convinced. And I go to look at him like, wow, this doesn't do anything. I mean, (laughs) it had XML RPC API, and you can have you can have custom fields, I think. But I mean, they they thought that you could build any anything on it. It was uh, you know, it was basically it was like Java or something, or what was the hot platform at the time? That was two thousand two, two thousand three. I mean, it was you know, yeah, it was access database pretty much (laughs) spreadsheets and access Uh, databases. There was a lot about on the conference call, a ton about Einstein. 
Mm. Uh, you know, the, again, the AI for everybody and the democratizing AI. Um, it was, it, you know, I say it's a new platform for building software. Oh, so we'll get to, uh, is this going to be kind of like the Azure I mean, service where we can maybe they're finally, leverage some AI into our tools? <laughs> maybe finally they're punting on their existing platform for building software because it's so slow and uh, <laughs> obtuse. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, and Benioff says that, you know, as, as, as a result of their, all these acquisitions, <laughs> it's three. Salesforce now has a, a, a team of 175 data scientists that are stitching together this amazing platform. It's amazing. Um, last conference call, they talked about Amazon for about half of the time because they were so happy about their partnership with Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't think Amazon was mentioned once on this call. Wow. Which, you know, probably means nothing. I mean, that no, was, I think it means a lot. But I, Benioff, mean, I think if, if Benioff it, is about his shiny things, right? I mean, that's that's what he's doing to keep his customers happy. He's like, look at this shiny thing, uh, Wave, IoT, or whatever. A shiny things. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you can build anything on Salesforce 2003, right? I mean, just shiny things. You got to keep and you got to keep the press happy, keep the smoke and mirrors going. And Amazon was last quarter. This quarter is uh, democratizing AI and AI for everyone. That, that, that tells By me the way, that, that tells me that Amazon. Speaking of Jay, I think I think it was him. I'm sorry if I'm misattributing this, but he was. Someone pointed out that really, the, I mean, the the misuse of the term artificial intelligence versus like machine learning or deep learning. It's just like <laughs> you can tell when it's an executive who doesn't know what they're talking about with these things because they they misuse these terms constantly. Sure, and I'm not. You know, I thought that was a uh, bat, Mr. Battison. I don't remember. It could have been, actually. That's why I'm sad. I figured I'm probably misattributing that. Um, yeah, it just seems like there's, you know, there's steeper competition for, or at least, you know, what the analysts are saying, steeper competition for cloud services. Um, I noticed that their SG&A is almost at the $1 billion a quarter mark, not counting, not counting stock-based compensation. Um, still, basically, no operating leverage. They're, you know, they're, they're on an $8 billion run right now. And uh, no operating leverage, meaning that they're just, uh, they haven't, <laughs> haven't found a way to make money yet. Um, made some notes on Deutsche Bank, what they, what they think of this. So this is their, I guess, reasoning. So they say, okay, this is our reasoning. Billings growth of 15% versus estimates of 21 to 20. Okay, so that's the answer. I, I didn't actually realize that or didn't remember it. The Billings growth was 15%. They, it was expected to be 21 to 22%. Um, and they, to them, they say that's per, that was perplexing. And they wrote, they had a, a, in their note to their clients, they said, we haven't picked up strong evidence of an end of July slowdown from any other tech firms. And we haven't heard of any material uh, internal sales structure changes. So they can't figure out why it is that Salesforce supposedly had this slowdown at the end of Q2, a, a slowdown in the U.S. in, their, in sales. Hmm. So but they're basically they're saying what Salesforce is saying the reason is, is not driving with any data. Um, they're saying it also came suddenly, suggesting secular changes are not the culprit. Um, they say, absent a good explanation and knowing Salesforce has overcome air pockets in the past, you know, we're not panicking. Um, but it did lower its, um, their 2017 billing growth estimates from 27% to 22%. Um, but anyway, their final thing is they say they're, they're disappointed. They, they lowered their price target. Um, so I've got, I've got a list of other things to remember here. Insider selling is is just ridiculous. Two point three five million shares sold for hundred eighty five million dollars in just the last six months, and this of course been going on for years. And what we talked about was it last week or two weeks ago that Benioff has sold off sixty percent of his shares. Uh, investors are being diluted still, of course. Share count has risen one hundred thirty three million. Uh, has risen by one hundred thirty three million shares. Uh, in 2011, it was 548 million outstanding. Now it's 681 million outstanding. That's just all this share printing they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, Benioff owned uh, two of the companies that Salesforce bought this year, uh, and Goodwill, which is another thing I like talking about. We, I'll, I'll reiterate what Goodwill. Is. So let's say you let's say you buy Demandware, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at their books, they are worth, you know, 345 million dollars, right? You pay five hundred forty-five million for them. I'm making these numbers up. You just overpaid by two hundred million. That two hundred million goes to goodwill on the buying on the acquiring company's balance sheet, right? And at some point, there is a reckoning. You can't. Salesforce has gone. 
In 2011, their goodwill and their balance sheet was $1 billion. Today, it's $6 billion. And the question is, does anyone believe that? Hmm. Do you believe that they have $6 billion of value, that that goodwill is actually still worth $6 billion? So at some point, that's got to be marked, and that hits your earnings, right? That is, that is an expense. That's a cost. Another thing is that, you know, their long-term debt, um, again, five years ago, it was $72 million, and basically now they're, um, it's, it, you know, either two or two and a half billion, depending on what you count in that, two billion of, uh, long, of, uh, of debt. So I don't know. Anyway, like I was saying before, I think Salesforce has had a great run um, with, with sales cloud and marketing. I just think we're in this awkward time period now where they've got to figure out what, what is their next, what's the next show they're going to right. do. Is it analytics? Is it IoT? Is it AI? I mean, so far, these have just been all marketing myths. It's, I mean... I, th- I think, but it's not just specific to Salesforce. I think in general, those things have kind of been marketing myths in, in the technology sector in general. I mean, I haven't seen too much about IoT lately. Now I don't it's care all about AI in general. And I don't, I'm, I'm talking about Salesforce. It's performance, it's, it's existence as a company. I mean, they don't, you know... What do you what do you think about the fact that Salesforce has chosen to, to participate in just all these myths? And if that's if that's your argument, because everyone's participating in the myths. No, that's not Everyone. true. Yeah, no, it's not. Apple, Google, who are all Oracle. printing billions of dollars? Every company you just mentioned is printing billions of dollars. That's true. Okay. Uh, but again, I don't think this is uh, this is not doomsday. I think Salesforce is going to be fine. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about people who work in, in Salesforce or whatever. They're still going to grow a ton. They're not going anywhere. They might get bought. In fact, I don't think anytime soon. Well, not this year. Here's what will happen: if they have continued to have troublesome quarters, their stock price is going to correct to somewhere between twenty-five and fifty dollars a share. At which point, they become a massive takeover target, and at that point, they will sell. And you're going to have Salesforce owned and operated by Larry Elson or Sachin Nadella or someone. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think I'm in agreement. I think I think the stock would correct somewhere around fifty dollars. And my final thought is it could be much worse. They could owe, they could owe the EU $14.5 billion in back taxes. They could. <laughs> I'm sure lawyers will like, think. Like Apple, that one you out. know what I'm referring to, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let, me, let, me, let me get to I have some, some silly. Uh, I had a couple of serious things, but mainly silly things. Uh, let's see if I can. Artificial intelligence, AI, artificial intelligence, AI. AI and more incredible AI platform. AI, AI, artificial intelligence. AI. <laughs> that was uh, a lot mainly from the conference call, and I just that was about the first twenty minutes of it. I just I couldn't. I didn't. I ran out of time. <laughs> no, they like Forbes. Well, I, let me just ask you because I know there's an amazing piece about you in, in in Forbes cover story. The Forbes article. Forbes. Thank you, uh, Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they also, oh, their big, their big boogeyman, actually, for the reason they didn't do so well this quarter was the foreign exchange headwinds. And again, I, I did a few of these and I just, I just stopped. Forex headwinds. Is it Forex headwinds or? Foreign exchange was just brutal. Dramatically affected our revenue. Foreign exchange uh, change, foreign uh, exchange situation that we, right. it's really this foreign exchange situation that's just significant depreciation of our revenue uh, with foreign exchange. And I didn't clip any of the foreign exchange talk from their conference call, which was full of it. I mean, they had to mention that a hundred times. Wow. Einstein. Einstein coming for Dreamforce, Salesforce Einstein, Sales Cloud Einstein, Service Cloud Einstein for our service product, Marketing Cloud Einstein, Analytics Cloud Einstein, and uh, Salesforce Einstein platform. Salesforce Einstein. Salesforce Einstein is AI for everyone. It's amazing Einstein platform. Salesforce Einstein, Sales Cloud Einstein, Service Cloud Einstein, Marketing Cloud Einstein, <laughs> Analytics Cloud Einstein, <laughs> Einstein Extensions, Salesforce Einstein. Oh, we're not going to have yeah. Lightning anymore. Lightning is dead. It is now Einstein everything. Yeah. Einstein um, all the things. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure Mr. Einstein loves that his name is being used to sell CRM software. I don't Do they have to... Pay royalties to the poor guy's family. I don't know. I hope so because that's just kind of wrong. <laughs> um, this is one thing that so that you probably did you recognize that was Kramer in some of those? Yeah. Um, oh, how can you not recognize? Know, At least his voice is better now. That was brutal. <laughs> um, he, when they were wrapping up, I think he was trying to say because he's he's going to be a Dreamforce again. Kramer's going to be. Oh, like of course, because they're buddies. But listen to what he. See if you can notice this. 
All right. Well, we got to leave it there. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on, explaining the quarter. Look forward to seeing you at the force. Jim, Thank great you. to see you. I hope to see you at Dreamforce. Did you notice that? They, they got their script messed up. Well, he said, I'll, uh, I'll see you at force. I'll at, see you at force. At the force. I think he said, I think he forgot to say Dreamforce. I think he just said force. And then Mark quickly corrected him. Did you notice that? Listen. All right. Well, we got to leave there, it there. Uh, Thank you. Look forward to seeing you at the force. Jim, Thank great you. to see you. I hope to see you at Dreamforce. He said Long force. the quarter. Look forward to seeing you at the force. Jim, Thank great you. to see you. I hope to see you at Dreamforce. Dreamforce. Yeah, see, he had to re- that, that seemed more like it. the script where, where, where Kramer messed up, but Benioff read his line correctly. Right. Like Kramer was supposed to say, I'll see you at Dreamforce. Or maybe he wasn't even supposed to say anything. Maybe he got he messed up because it would have been bu- then Benioff saying I hope to see you at Dreamforce doesn't make sense right which I, which I think Benioff ad libbed to correct so people wouldn't think it was weird right? Benioff was correcting him oh okay anyway uh, this is interesting platform and amazing companies uh, whether it was Relate IQ or whether it was MetaMind or whether it was Implicit or others uh, we've been able to kind of put together this incredible fabric to create this artificial intelligence that really needs to be looked at independently. Of what is going First of all, what were those companies he just mentioned? Hang on. Hang on. Relate IQ, IQ MetaMind. Or whether it was MetaMind or whether it was Implicit or. Now, I saw Relate IQ's product and I've seen Implicit. I've made fun of that product before. It's so ridiculous. If those are the foundations, the basis, the foundation, I, know, yeah. I know. I'm like, this, I just kind of did my little cringe face whenever he said those. I was like, not is reassuring. That the foundation of Einstein? This <laughs> right. isn't something new. You're just rebranding your existing uh, acquisitions anyway. and calling it Einstein? That makes that makes it the term using the term Einstein even worse. Yeah. To say you you cobbled together these these independent, for the most part, dumb triggering systems, yeah. these bots, and calling them artificial intelligence to me is insulting. But John, they're aqua hires. <sighs> they needed those 175. Why can't Benioff keep a secret anymore? Why, they why, have a, why couldn't they Einstein have be a secret se- until Dreamforce? It know. used to be John, that they wouldn't say a word okay, about any of this until this, Dreamforce. This now a, it's everywhere. This is an Ask John. This is an Ask John. And this is a test of John's intelligence. This You're going to be this disappointed. Is this is J.I., John Intelligence. You will be disappointed. You tell me why they didn't wait till Dreamforce to announce Einstein. Why do you think they didn't because wait? Because they needed some buzz. That's exactly right. They needed John something to talk about. A gold star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the damn, market the, forced their hand. Their their financials forced their hand. Let me get through this clip because that was not even the point of this clip. Oops, it started over. Hang on. Platform and it may uh, to be looked at independently of what is going on with LinkedIn. With LinkedIn, uh, artificial on, intelligence that really needs to be looked at independently of what is going on with LinkedIn. With LinkedIn. You know, you, you know what happened in the first quarter. Their equity fell by 50%. Right. It became just a screaming buy. Uh, Again, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If that happens to Salesforce, if they drop by 50%, then someone's going to buy them. Mm-hmm. It really triggered, you know, our M&A committee on the board to look at that. We got excited. Uh, we made our bid for LinkedIn. Uh, unfortunately, there was someone else who made a, link, right. a LinkedIn bid, too, that was higher than ours. So we did not win uh, LinkedIn. And uh, th- those are really independent of what we're doing in terms of acquisition for innovation. How is I'm pausing it right there. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Acquisition for innovation. Which so, is, so they're not innovating anymore. Which is a, which is a f- interesting little fun little saying, but yeah, exactly. It makes you, it makes it sound like because it almost seems well, like because we, we got into this last that's week. What, we, valid, what has Salesforce done that's innovative lately? That, that, what have they exactly. built that's been innovative? Right. Right. And and he, now he's he's pretty much just said we're not innovating anymore. We're just buying it where we can. What do you do for innovation? Oh, we acquire for innovation. That's I mean that's what he said. Okay. And uh, that that was a, that was a very unique and special opportunity. Obviously, it would have been you know extraordinary uh, uh, in terms of size and scale. Also, that was the end of it, but I, I just kept that in there because I thought it was interesting how he's he's still saying he's admitting that the LinkedIn acquisition would have been extraordinary. And absolutely would have been. I, that's that, that's one thing that if you if you had to make a list of things that you you know you would worry about for for Salesforce, it's mm-hmm. the fact that Microsoft got LinkedIn and they didn't. That one's going to hurt. All right, um, here's something else interesting. Amazing what what is now possible, whether it's machine learning, deep learning, machine intelligence. Um, that and make sure you got all those buzzwords out there. He's muddying the waters again. I know. He's, gonna, he's, he's, he's throwing these buzzwords out so that you think his AI is machine learning. Well, just like um, something with um, 
business intelligence or John Cloud Computing for that matter. Day that we were you, you can, I don't know, I guess everyone can have their own facts and their own definitions for things. Sure, that's the world we live in. Uh, it is. Whatever it you, absolutely is. This means that now. Uh, you're a developer now. <laughs> I guess. Oh. <laughs> no. Able to do just a couple of years ago, and our customers are going to get that for the first time uh, in October. Did you We're going to get it in October. We're going to get it in October. So this isn't going right, to so like, everyone, everyone, be like everyone, Wave, right? Where, where e we everyone don't get listening, to see for I want a year. you to mark your calendar, set up meetings with your bosses and your, and your Salesforce teams in, in October because I want you to have meetings uh, so you can play with Einstein, so you guys can implement it for your organization and really take advantage of that. At the very least, you should be able to have it in your sandboxes, right? So you can play with it and, and start implementing on it. Yeah. Uh, so here's just the thing on their on soft, their softness of their Q2. <laughs> Let's talk about that softness because a lot of companies uh, have not seen that in the hardware business, but we haven't heard from other software companies. You're the first one to report of this era. I'm, I'm kind of proud of Kramer a little bit there. He's kind of calling Benioff on because the, they're trying to say this is a, a Benioff said it was a it was probably a regional thing. Well, okay, if it's a regional thing, that would be affecting other companies too, right? And the other thing is because. Salesforce is a one month behind every other company reporting because they decided to have their fiscal year start one month into the calendar quarter, right? Their fiscal year starts on in February. We would have seen this from all the other companies because everyone else just were already reported, you know, three or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But we didn't see that. We're not seeing any kind of regional slowdown in the U.S. So he's calling them on it. Is this uh, across industries or is it because uh, some, some particular customers went elsewhere? No, I really think it's uh, very specific to the very end of our uh, second quarter in the United States specifically. We saw a bit of softness. Um, there's probably a number of reasons why we saw that softness. None of the reasons that we see are especially uh, significant. They aren't competitive. They aren't regards to uh, uh, other types of macro situations. It really has to do with our own execution in the United States in the quarter at the end. And that is, that is where we are right now. I really believe... Okay, so <clears throat> I started another clip right there, but this is interesting. So he's saying there's, now right there, he just said something different than what he said on, at other points. He's saying it wasn't uh, anything structural or, or material about their business, nothing competitive in nature. It's that they weren't executing. And again, this is, this is the problem when you, when you always say, you know, basically, it's like a do as I say, not as I do. Salesforce, you know, they always talk about being a customer company. Mm -hmm. Well, we know how their support is, right? They, they sell, supposedly, some of the world's best support software. Look at their support. They supposedly sell the world's, world's best, you know, sales software. And now they're having sales efficiency process problems. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of picking at this point, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to have to admit that you're the leading sales company that mm -hmm. helps companies sell. And you're saying, yeah, we did a bad job of selling. That's what he's saying. Now, what's the actual truth? Maybe they are, because some, a lot of the analysts are saying that the competition from Oracle and Microsoft, those are the ones that mentioned most, Oracle and Microsoft are really heating up. Binoff says it's not competitive, but I don't believe it's completely not competitive. Maybe that's what he's saying. I mean, well, he doesn't want to say it's competitive. Yeah, he doesn't want to say it's competitive. He's, so just, he's, he's just saying He's blaming that, it on his people. He's I, blaming well, it on I his I think people. what he's saying is, yeah, we lost that deal to Oracle, but there was no reason we should have lost it because our technology is better. He's like, yeah, those jerks in the sales department just weren't, they didn't make their numbers. They weren't working hard enough. They didn't make enough cold calls. <laughs> <laughs> Do your cold calls. Uh, is there it a badge was, for that? You know, we, uh, there should be. Maybe that would probably solve their problem. Yeah, a badge for cold calls. Okay, this okay, now and then, I mean, what is where we are right now. I really believe it was, you know, we see this now and then. I mean, we've been in the software industry a long time, and every now and then in a specific geography. Now it's back to the geography. It, before it was a sales inefficiency. Or a pro, he, he also said, I don't know if it was here or the conference call, it was a process, they have a sales process problem. Well, now, now it's not just sales he's blaming, he's blaming us Americans for just not I know, buying stupid stuff. Stupid Americans, dummies, maybe, maybe he and Trump should get together and they should make, America great, make sales in America great again. <laughs> <laughs> Make American sales great again. 
you might get a specific softness. It could be related to an execution issue. It could be related to a focus issue. Okay, now, so he just said it's a regional thing. Now he's saying, oh, it's an execution or focus thing. Wait, you're, you're not focused? Give me some... <laughs> But I just, I really believe that it has to do with us and our own, and our, and our, and our own sales process in the United States. Their own sales process. Hmm. But he just said it's a regional thing, but I really think it's a, our own sales process is the problem. Well, what do you mean? You just said two different things. <laughs> and he, this is the kind of stuff he was doing on the conference call. Although he was on the conference call, he's really, um, he's got, you know, he's reading from a script. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he has a script here too. He's just well, yeah. He just plays loose with it. But he's got to look in the camera when he's with Kramer on That's the conference true. call. He's looking down at his papers. Yeah. I don't think it's to the point ever they set up Benioff's teleprompter for him. I gotta hope not when he goes on Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just got to memorize his you know his key lines. He's got to make sure he's get you know get gets all the, the milestones, key, get the key phrases in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to hit the high points. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other important? Let's see. Uh, we we got to go, but a <clears throat> couple things. Do we have any new reviews, John? No, no. no All right. So I got to just again. I uh, got to pander and and beg and plead. If you like our show, um, you know we don't obviously we don't charge for it. We do it because we we love it. But if you like it, then please give us a review in iTunes or where else? Can you? Are we in the? Are we in the Android thing? The Google Play Store. It's all just RSS feeding off. John of, doesn't know. It, it, that's, okay, it's, that's homework for John. Figure out if we are even in that store. Whatever software you're using has some some ability to review. Yeah, but I think but you have to iTunes, put us in the store. But it's like you, to put, you had to put us in iTunes. I think you have to also have to put us in Google Play. I'm not. We're not on a store. You put us in iTunes. Yes. You registered with iTunes, but yes. you did not register us with Google Play. Oh no, I did not. Right. So I don't know if you have to. Maybe you do. I don't know if we're there. Anyway, please leave us a review because it helps people find us. Um, we. Um, Again, I think there's a there's if you're the type of person who you know you're an admin or you're a developer or you're in the Salesforce consulting business or whatever you maybe you're not in the Salesforce business and you just I don't know because we talk about stuff other than the Salesforce but share us with people other people that that you think would enjoy this show tell them we need we need some more word of mouth is what we need so whether that's Twitter or when you're at Dreamforce. But yeah, the reviews help. The reviews help because I don't know. There's AI, right? iTunes has AI, <laughs> and it does. It somehow or another, it float. We kind of float to the top, or we come up better in searches and stuff like that. But we need some love here, guys. Um, you know what else needs some love is our Facebook page. You know, I was one. I was going to ask that question. Does and is, is Facebook as, worthwhile for me what? to start investing more time in? I, I, I'm. So I will admit that our Twitter account isn't as active as it probably should be. That's my fault because I've been busy, and you know I. Probably should start investing more in our Facebook account. I don't. I don't think our value is in what we tweet or what we Facebook. I'm just saying that um, as much as I don't like Facebook, it's just everyone's there. People are on Facebook, so find our Facebook page uh, and uh, share it with people or whatever. Does that help anything? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, like I said, I, I really appreciate um, all the interaction. Uh, the Slack channel has just been so great. I think um, it, it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, because it just it 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 reaffirms, and it's just I enjoy interacting with what is basically a bunch of really smart people. Oh, another another plea, women. We need more women. With well, this, this is a. I believe what, we are for, a, for your harem, or what, what are we uh, talking here? See, you got to go there. <laughs> so this is why we don't have women. No, someone pointed out it was. Uh, Jody M, that you know, where's all the women? And I, I don't know. That's my question too. Where we know, um, we know women listen to podcasts. Someone had some survey that showed that it was, you know, fifty percent of pod, of podcast listeners are women. I don't know if I believe that. Actually, I don't believe that. I might believe forty percent, but fifty percent, I don't know. Everyone I know who listens to podcasts, like in my family and friends, is it's all men. But you know, the theories maybe were developer heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's why, just there's there's because there's way more men developers than women. But if you if you know any women that you think might enjoy the podcast, please share us to them so we can have a nice balanced uh, ecosystem environment group. Does that make sense, John? You're just looking at me like I'm crazy. 
Uh, I'm looking at you like I'm trying not to sneeze. Oh, <laughs> John's struggling. I am struggling here. My, if for some reason, towards uh, towards the last 15 minutes, I'd wanted nothing but to blow my nose and sneeze. So yeah, uh, make sure you go and um, fill out. If you're going to Dreamforce, uh, we'll, and we'll have the, the link in the show notes. Fill out the survey, Jay's survey, so that we so they can figure out you know when and where to do a, a meetup. Yeah, check it out. And to that, I say, good day, sir. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. There is no life I know to compare with your imagination living there. You'll be free if you truly 